Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and this week, casual jackets. Now, look, listen, look, guys, uh, I wanted to start by saying thank you uh, to a chap called Ian Dealey, who is a listener and uh, uh, who uh, pops up on uh, our respective Twitter feeds quite a lot. He does. Chat. And, um, he's a good guy. He's a good guy, and he's a particularly good guy, because last week's show was rescued from being deeply irritating by Ian. Ian is... Um, a professional audio producer for the BBC and uh, so when I discovered that I cocked up last week because I used an adapter thing to record through plugged the mic into an adapter so I could have power and mic in the same because I've got one of those solo anus Macs that oh that doesn't um, have any outputs for inputs yeah, for anything yeah. but it has an adapter so I plugged that in but I think it was the adapter that caused this um really annoying high-pitched whine oh on the whole recording you didn't you didn't tell me this no i thought it best to keep it from you because it was my (laughs) and i was like i think i can fix it so i started blithering about in the settings trying to trying to get rid of it and i sort of did a bit but to do it i had sort of fairly as as audio engineers like ian would probably call a sort of fairly aggressive eq on it which makes everything sound a bit odd (laughs) and so i I, as Americans would say, reached out to Ian, knowing what he does for a living, and went, is there any way that you... Would you give me some advice on how to sort this? And he went, send me the raw recording, and I'll run it through some, you know, proper hardcore gear. Technology. Technology, whatever it is. Um, and and he did, and he sent it back to me, and it's it's like magic. Really? It's, yeah, it's just gone. Well, the, the high-pitched thing is gone, and I do not know how he did it but thank you Ian because I was thinking we're going to get complaints people are not going to enjoy this because it's it's just it's just enough to just be a bit annoying Ian um he's a he's he's a he's a very very good lad actually Ian Dealey so thank you Ian he's also I think he's a fan of a lot of old Toss cars as well so I think he's he does he does DM me occasionally about having a soft spot for a um a Rover Metro or a yes some British Leyland thing Rover uh, 75 I think it's got a, a disease like you and I where he kind of has a bit of a thing for Rover 75 so yeah yeah sweet yeah yeah that's sweet 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 sweet, sweet guy. guy listen listen guys sweet. hi guys welcome yeah. to the channel um I've just I've just bought this car it's absolutely perfect suspension's perfect really good ride quality so tell me what suspension shall I put on it <laughs> <laughs> Um, now, actually, funny enough, talking of Ian Dealey, uh, I, I was, I was then chatting with Ian um, on um, Messenger through Twitter, and um, and I mentioned something that you, <laughs> that you and I had been discussing oh, no. um, 
on WhatsApp, which I think started with you sending me some mad spin-off of Harry's Garage. Oh, no, was this a late-night WhatsApp? I can't remember. Was it? It might have been, yeah. Almost inevitably it was, wasn't it? But... um, (laughs) I do. <laughs> I can't remember how it started. Hang on, I'm going to look it up. Um, I'm going to scroll uh, back through the. Uh, is this yeah, the one where you were? You sent me that. You sent me that. That link to Farmers Weekly News. Oh no! It predates that. No, I well, found predates. it here. Oh, you okay. just sent me. You just sent me a single WhatsApp at ten o four at night. Yeah, of course. It just said Harry's Garage. Oh, that, that, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which I I suggested should be Harry's Gorge, which sounds like it's something even worse. <laughs> but then you went you. <laughs> I'm just going to read out your next message, which for some reason didn't come through until ten forty three. So you're really burning burning into the night now with this train of thoughts. <laughs> um, you just wrote this time on Harry's Garage. I've got 167 Vauxhall mockers in the in the barn because they're registered and unsold, and I'm earning 11 pounds a day on each one. <laughs> Hey, I don't even know where you're going with that. It's the tale of a land-owning entrepreneurial YouTuber. I see. And it and but I was thinking, Harry uh, Metcalf off of Harry's Garage, lovely guy, good channel. Um, I thought, well, he he doesn't miss a trick when it comes to maybe you know earning a few bob because <laughs> he's a farmer. You know that they're, they're, they're bred that way. Um, mm. And he thought, well, you know, you, you know, manufacturers they pre-register all those cars just to get the numbers up, so it looks like they've sold more than they have. And mm. then they go, oh bollocks, we've got four hundred of the same car in the same spec. Let's just put it in a marshy field. And um, well, Harry could be like, oh, I've just probably got a spare barn. You know, back a few tractors out. They can sit out in the drizzle for six weeks, mm. eleven quid per car. Got a, got a couple of CTEC mon- uh, battery monitors. Just hook hook those bad boys up. Job done. What weirds me out about that is that the specific- specificity of eleven quid a car. Is this something like? Do you know that's what people get for that, or is that just because it sounds more plausible than ten pounds? I'm not. I'm not saying. I have sources. I know. I know people okay. that have earned a hearty living from. I don't know, uh, liquidised, liquidated even (laughs) businesses and all the company cars go back and somebody has to look after them and they all have to be defleeted or Uh, whatever. And and per head, if you've got a bit of space, sometimes an old World War airstrip, you can earn quite a lot of money from cars that nobody wants to buy yet. I bet you can, yeah. In oh, fact, that's um, yeah. So I mean, that's my. As I've told you, one of my pipe dreams is to own a very simple car park uh, that, that doesn't have, it doesn't 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 it doesn't have any overheads at all. I don't want it to be posh because I don't want overheads. So it's just simply a square of compacted granite gravel. Okay, that's it. And there might be a small kiosk, but there probably isn't because I don't want the, the hassle of it. Are you, are you going markings or no markings? I'm going to go no markings. I might Ooh, have one freestyle. Yeah, I am. I'm going to totally freestyle it. Totally. People but the, get. But hang on, is this open to the public or is this purely for you to, you to stash a bunch of astras? <laughs> <laughs> oh well, hang on. If 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 the going's good and I and I or bad and I get a phone call from I don't know Ford and they say, listen, we've got a cluster of KA pluses. 
let's face it, no twat in the world wants. <laughs> Can we throw them your way? Just go, yep, stick on a transporter. I'll be there at eight a.m. Or another bloke will be, <laughs> and he'll be he'll he'll have the paperwork. He'll be vaping, but he'll point to where you need to dump them off, and we'll, we'll look after them. Don't you worry. <laughs> Although there's no, if there's they no get damaged, this, so this is an outdoor one. You're yeah, there's no. There's, if if somebody throws stones at them in the middle of the night, um, it's not my fault. Just so you know, wasn't there a story? Do you know those those two massive old airship hangars at Cardington in Bedfordshire? Yeah, I've never and never been to them. I've driven past them, and my son, who's obsessed with zeppelins and air, uh, and airships, um, uh, uh, like all nine year olds. He uh, he really wants to go. He well, he really wants to see an actual airship. And I've tr- sort of tried to kindly mm. point out to him that they don't really exist anymore. I mean, Goodyear have got two, I think, that they commissioned yeah. about th- two or three years ago. Again, yeah. Funny enough, my boy who, who's six is is quite fascinated by airships, obviously, because mm. he's a little boy. Yeah. He's almost seven, and. Um, but he has seen an airship because we were once in America and we saw the Goodyear blimp, or one of them. Really? And and it was a deeply exciting moment. Yeah, it was the same day we saw a stealth bomber flying. What, really? Yeah, oh, because that's cool. it was the... Um, there's a thing that happens on, is it New Year's Day, in um, or near Los Angeles, the, um, the Rose Bowl Parade. Rose Bowl? Yeah, it's a massive parade with loads of floats, and they're really done up. Like it makes the kind of like I remember when I was a kid, there was a thing called the Mobbly May Queen, and they used to be like basically little tractor trailers being. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a carnival. It's a carnival. Carnival kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. There's one in Taunton where I grew up. Um, Of course, it sort of became a byword for just getting really shouty and drinky, and there's a lot of smash glass. That's what I, I remember mostly, but also very very loud music like. Uh, I'm tr- it's always a song from Greece. <laughs> Someone's always picked a song from Greece. I this is this a, this might be a, a West Country thing because I think we I once went on a stag do to the West Country and there was some kind of mad carnival thing going on in town that weekend, and we saw we saw this guy, incredibly drunk bloke dressed as a ghost or something. He was he was spectacularly shit faced in this pub, <laughs> like barely able to stand up. And then later in the evening, we went to the only club in town. I can't remember which town it was, but we went to the only club in town, and the, the drunk ghost was working behind the bar. <laughs> he was behind the bar. He was working there. He just immediately just another f- amazing John Peel session, <laughs> massively <laughs> pissed ghost. <laughs> this is a drunk ghost. Yeah. Someone sent me a message the other day um, and said, uh, "Oh, how come you stopped doing John Peel band names on your podcast?" And I was like, "Well, we haven't really. It's like I think you you might mistakenly believe that we sort of plan this stuff and we don't, and so I just forget uh, that um, or I haven't spotted any. But then I re- I remembered uh, the the message yesterday because." Um, I think like a lot of parents, I sometimes call my kid monkey or the monkeys, you know. And yeah, rat bags, that's what I call mine. And, uh, <laughs> and my daughter was going, I want some toast. Daddy, can I have some toast, please? Can I have some toast? And I was like, <laughs> okay, toast for monkey. And I was like, ooh, coming up tonight in the session, we've got three tracks from Toast for Monkey. And I thought that was quite a good... <laughs> toast for... That's, that's toast for monkey. Toast for monkey. Toast for monkey. Um... So what were we talking? About? Oh yes, no. Anyway, yeah, so it's carnivals. What's that conversation? Carnivals. Oh, carnivals. Yeah, carnivals. Yeah, well, I mean, carnivals. Uh, and 
uh, yeah, Rose Bowl Parade in Pasadena, in California. Massive load of floats. We went to see it because we were out there visiting um, my wife's family uh, around Christmas and New Year. And uh, at one point, it's just like an open top old sort of nineteen thirties car drove past with Shaka Khan in the back. It's, it's what re- the, the, the real woman. Literally, she was every woman, but specifically, she was the woman Shaka Khan in the back of like some old Duesenberg or something. It was it was extraordinary. Um, what are those and, people um, with multiple um, personalities? When she says, "I'm every woman," is that mm, it, did, schizophrenia? Yeah, but nobody had pointed Shaka, it out back Shaka in the. Khan. Was it seventies or something? Yeah. Anyway, Shaka um, Khan and Rufus is an absolute storming track. If I was a if I was a low-end DJ, I would put that out most days. It's brilliant. <laughs> Do you not think? It's Johnny, brilliant. this is a classical music station. I don't care. Shaq and Khan and Rufus are going out. Oh, God. We've, I can't even see the original point from where I'm standing. But. Do you know Shaq and Khan used to be good mates with Shere Khan, the, the, uh, the tiger from um, Jungle Book? But yes. There was creative differences. So. And Mr Khan, my old landlord. Mr. Yes, and Imran Khan, Mr. Khan uh, retired Mr. cricketer. Khan, Mr. Khan. Yes, yeah. Who lives? In, um, does he still he, live in exile? I can't remember. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Khan, my old landlord, once called me a silly. It was, which I was like, that's quite a good use of the word silly as a noun. You're really a silly. Yeah, because I said, "Can I have my deposit back, please, Mr. Khan?" On the phone, and he went. No, I'm afraid you can't. And I, I, I sort of got off on my hind legs and went, "What? That's outrageous! I've demanded, but no, you know." And he went, "I'm just messing with you, you silly." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do you think uh, that um, it, it was probably better than just calling you a tosser? Wasn't yeah, it? I think he meant tosser, but he was being polite. Oh, you were anyway, so silly. So yes, we saw a stealth bomber on the day of the Pasadena Rose Bowl Parade because the Rose Bowl Parade ends in a massive game of American football which is sort of like kind of sub-Super Bowl but still as, as those college type games are still absolutely massive Yeah. and um, at the start of the game they just casually fly a fucking stealth bomber over the stadium <laughs> so hell. my boy and I were, were on the balcony of, um, of my sister-in-law's old apartment in um uh, wherever she used to live, like Burbank area, for people who know that part of California, and um, and and in the over the mountains in the distance, we could see this weird triangle shape sort of keep swooping around, and it was a it was the st- it was the stealth bomber just killing time before it had to fly in and do the pass over the Rose Bowl Stadium. Bloody hell, that's so, cool. So cool. Like cool, we were Rich. both beside ourselves with excitement. It was ridiculous. Once we'd figured out what it was, we were like, what's that thing over there? And then yeah, worked it out. Very exciting. They look um, they look very origami, don't they? Well, they don't. I mean, when you sort of see one at a fair distance away, you know, because it was quite far away, but it, they're distinctive as it banked around, you could definitely tell what it was, and it's like it's, it's quite sinister. Mm. If you if if we'd have been sort of in somewhere that was not friends with the United States and you'd seen that sort of swooping over some distant mountains you'd have gone oh shit yeah oh dear although I have to be honest I could see it with the naked eyes it wasn't so fucking stealthy after all but um, but apart from that it was impressive it's not as sinister as well mentioning last week Postman Pat with an Akrana plan just to like <laughs> just to take oh yeah um, old granny shit face or whatever her name is down the road she's ordered 13 chapsticks yeah I better just 
better, I better get the... Uh, do you know what? Don't worry, Ted. I'll just get the Ekrana plan out. It won't take long because she lives on the other side of Lake Coniston. So basically, by the time you've warmed the engine up, you've already got there. <laughs> um, postman Pat, Postman Pat, Postman Pat's decapitated someone in a fishing boat again. <laughs> Early, Early in, in the, the morning. morning. Cold. Is a crown, no plan. <laughs> Cold War base technology. <laughs> Pat unnecessarily overpowers his neighbours. Pat bats away questions about his links to the Soviets. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, anyway, so going back to our original message, uh, uh, which I was going <laughs> to mention before, we were chatting shit about spin offs from Harry's Garage, which ended up at the one I think is a winner. Harry's All Night Garage. Oh yeah, okay. Which is sort of—it's it's still Harry, obviously, because he's the star of the show. Yeah. But instead of padding round his his barn slash car storage facility, looking at his lovely old cars. Yeah. He's been forced to run a twenty-four hour Texaco station, <laughs> and. He's desperately hoping that a lovely Lancia Fulvia or a Ferrari 330 GT will, will come onto the forecourt to fill up and he'll be able to talk about it. But, of course, that never actually happens. Oh, no. So he's just trying to talk about the state of the used, you know, classic car market and things. But he's constantly having to fend off stoners who want to buy Jaffa cakes because <laughs> it's 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah, and uh, angry people who are trying to do a really quick pit stop um, in the middle of their just eat delivery <laughs> shift. So it's obviously a Micra K11, but, uh, <laughs> and, and they know that they've got forty seconds to put fuel in, and so whatever it takes, they're putting forty seconds worth of fuel in, and they're just throwing money at the kiosk and running. <laughs> and, and, and obviously Harry's there with his gilet on, just trying in his, yeah. <laughs> with his he's got, but he's still desperately trying to do pieces to camera. He is so just super chilled. He's sort of going now. The, the interesting thing about the uh, the, the Spree Turbo is that no, put put your card put your card in the tray. <laughs> put your card in the tray. I can't. You can't hear me. You can't hear me. No, we haven't got. No, I haven't got time for twenty Benson's edges. No, no. I'm so sorry. Um, the, anyway. um, one of the one of the one of the interesting things about this. Uh, sorry, excuse me a second. He's got to get on the microphone. Pump seven. Pump seven. <laughs> put put it back in the cradle. Wait, then lift it off again. It'll reset. Oh yeah, it's always that. I got a bollocking the other night for when I was LPG. Topping up the um, the Tokyo Cedric taxi, and <laughs> Tokyo Cedric. Yeah, Tokyo Cedric is a top mate. That sounds very different. That's gotta like, say, he sounds like some kind of notorious international diplomat. Is he the 1930s? Is he like Bullet Tooth Tony? He's like he's like Tokyo Cedric. Don't mess with Tokyo, Tokyo Cedric. Cedric. <laughs> Everything's got a little uh, sticky in Siam, sir. Could we ask Tokyo Cedric to step in, perhaps? <laughs> he's uh, he's always been very popular around those parts. Smooth things over. Oh. Constantly smokes. And Constantly a, smokes. A, a, some kind of elegant hat. Yeah, and yeah, very, very slushy auto box. Mm. Extremely slushy. So he walks with a sort of slither. Because he's got those... <laughs> You know, you know, he's got those. I'm going to call them sort of triad spec slip-ons. I don't know what <laughs> you know the ones I mean. They look like a yes. sort of Danish pastry on the toe, <laughs> <laughs> like a, like a I don't know a braised plaited 
pastry. I don't know what. But yeah, you know the bloody things I'm talking about. Chamon. De Chamon. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Um, if Harry's listening, there you go. You can have that idea for free if you want to I expand the franchise. Harry's all-night garage is just brilliant. I think that's wonderful. Because he'll also um, he'll, he'll talk about market trends of confectionery. And uh, yeah. Um, yeah, he'll say it's just amazing. Uh, well, what's that really mainstream wine? Ah, oh, what's that? It was what, on like, the tip um, of my Jacob's tongue. Jacob's Creek. Yes, you could just say it's just unbelievable the amount of Jacob's Creek rose that we sell between 11 pm and 1 am <laughs> on a Tuesday. It's incredible. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to be planting more of that as the season goes on. <laughs> and then. <laughs> <laughs> Harry's All Night Garage, brought to you by King Size Rizzlers. Well, listen, if, if Harry, if, if Harry. Cheap Leapfrau milk. <laughs> if. If, if if Metcalf can have the all-night garage, you and I are totally having country file. We're not giving that to anybody. I'm telling you that now, all right? But there's already a programme called country file. Well, just be sort of like uh, a green lane file. I'm not sure what it'll be called. <laughs> <laughs> OK. This week on green uh, lane file, Richard buys a Toyota Hilux Surf, which sounds like a cooking pot. You're so determined for me to buy a Toyota Hilux Surf, aren't you? I yeah. It's like, well, because it does, ev- it, does, it does everything that your Defender does, but better, but for three grand. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, do you know what? I, I haven't actually looked up Hilux Surf. Shall I look some up now? Because we'll, we'll, we'll do like we did last week and just <laughs> descend into looking up. It has to be an early on one. It has to be there. chrome bumper. I won't accept a, oh, a really? Hilux that okay, doesn't have chrome bumpers. It just doesn't feel right. It's getting a bit specific. Um, I just thought of something else as well. Another franchise we could give to Metcalf for now is um, is Harry's UK Garage, in which oh, yeah. he just he just spins <laughs> some classic classic cuts from the early two thousands with the skippity hoppity sort of beat. Oh, that uh, yeah, yeah, uh, sweet no, like we... chocolate boy. Yeah, exactly. Okay, this is uh, Shanks and Bigfoot, and after this, I'll be telling you more about. How the Esprit shared a gearbox with the Citroen SM in its early models. Sweet like chocolate boy. Is he doing all three of these things at once? So he's in the all-night garage. <laughs> he's playing UK Garage over the tunnel. You know, like when they when they shout yes. at you for not putting the pump in the back in the right place. And somebody's shouting at him because the contactless doesn't work. Um, or they've come in and they haven't got a mask on. So he's just got to give them a sort of quiet bollocking. You know, listen, listen. The mask doesn't work on your chin, please. Um, yeah. Oh man. Oh, that's yeah. my, that's brilliant. Harry's all night UK garage. It's. it's I mean, that's a yeah. It's that's a, an it's event. A, it's a rich format. That is an event. You know what? You've got hot import nights in the states, and you've got the whole Fast yeah. and Furious night racing thing. Harry's all night UK garage. It's just just multiple multiple facets. It's just amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's because he's he's spinning the tunes, but also, uh, you know, like this cars and coffee thing. But this is this is late at night. So it feels a bit edgy. It's got skippy <laughs> classic edgy. UK garage tunes. <laughs> a bit of Craig David there. Harry's Harry's edgy garage. <laughs> <laughs> Harry's dangerous garage. Harry's but edgy also, garage. I've just HPI'd this car, but the problem is I HPI'd it after I bought it. Feels a little bit warm <laughs> to me, so it's going to be a super quick walk round of it before I get rid. Okay, have a look, guys. You can see the bolsters are worn. You can see there's a missing steering column um, shroud. I think we're getting 
going to get rid of this one. Guys, can we just stop filming now? I think we're going to sell this one quick. Okay, cheers, bye. Harry's trying to palm off uh, (laughs) foolish eBay purchases on people who come to his all-night garage. Oh, yeah. Isn't isn't the upholstery a bit more worn than the mileage would suggest? No. Um, (laughs) Does anyone... I've so far found one Hilux Surf on uh, Autotrader, and I've realised, of course, they're probably more a sort of eBay kind of car, aren't they? You would never buy one on Autotrader. Because it costs oh, too much to, you know, it costs too much to host the car. It's eBay all day. Oh, I see. It's eBay all yeah, day. I get you. You know what I mean? There's a chrome bumper one here. Oh, uh, which has got all manner of shit on it. Winch, lift. Oh, it's a spares or repair. I was going to say it's fifteen hundred quid. So, I'll take yeah. it. I'll take it. I don't actually want one of these. I don't know. Why I'm browsing them. Do you want one? You yeah, I've, I've nearly bought several Hilux surfs. I, I don't need one. I know. When I when I was, I tell you the reason why. I've just remembered. When I was racing the electric drag car, I needed a car to tow the trailer with. And um, we mm. had at the time we had the Chrysler three hundred diesel. But that's yeah. that was the family car. So if I, if I nicked it for a long weekend, I used to get it in the neck from my wife because it was her car, really. So mm. I thought, should I just buy just a real cheap kind of shit box that can tow? And I couldn't bring myself to go down the Range Rover route. So and I couldn't bring myself to go down the van route because I I don't know there's connotations. So I <laughs> thought I'd go Hilux Surf. I, I like the Surf because it's basically an estate car that's high up. And um, but they're all auto. I couldn't find any manual Hilux Surf. I don't know if they even exist. Um, well, because they're all Japanese imports, aren't they? And I guess yeah, they're all Japanese imports. With the in funny Japan tend to favour an automatico. Yeah, and they've got that little funny mirror, extra wing mirror on the mm. corner of the wing. And the, and, and so it was a toss up between one of those or um, the old the boxy Cherokee, which you had, which I've still never bought. I've never owned one. I still kind of fancy it. Uh, and coming up now is an old EP I found by Shitters That Can Tow, oh, which is... Talking of Shitters That Can Tow, funny enough, just before we started this blimmin' podcast, I was <clears throat> I was looking through Instagram, and um, there's a there's a there's an Instagram account called, I think, Trophy Burrow, or Bur- Burrow, which is quite funny. It's like off-roading kind of dudes, and I didn't know there's a, a sort of a, a saying called stock mobbing. Have you heard of stock mobbing? No. No. Well, I hadn't up until about half a year ago. It's basically just doing really reckless things with a totally standard car, <laughs> from what I can gather. <laughs> oh, I see. So if you're stock stock mobbing, stock right. mobbing basically, what it, it means, you know, going and buying a really old hanging Jeep grand cherokee and seeing how high you yeah. can jump it in the desert right that stock yes. mobbing i so i have seen these things on youtube and such mm. like clips of somebody inevitably they are they're like in one of those old saturns from the 90s <laughs> aren't they and they're attempting to do a full like man with golden gun barrel jump <laughs> yes barrel broken bridge jump you just go Oh my saints! Someone's going to get hurt. That's right. I mean, they're sort or of a Chevy Beretta trying to yes. do forty <laughs> miles an hour in reverse. The Chevy Beretta seems to be perhaps disproportionately represented in this. I feel like I've seen a lot of Chevy Beretta clips. <laughs> they, or maybe it's the same Chevy Beretta that just won't die. But it is, yeah, Chevy Beretta, Pretty extraordinary. 
I know. I do quite. I mean, have you ever? I mean, you might not have known. It's a bit like talking to older people about drifting. They've done it, but they didn't know it was called drifting because, of course, back in the olden <laughs> days, it was just I don't know, correcting or uh, turning into the skid or four wheel <laughs> yes. or a corrective lock. Yeah, something like that. Opposite lock. Um, so, uh, have you ever done any stock mobbing without really knowing you have, Rich? Um, I'm sure you have in the Top Gear days. Well, I was going to say, I mean, I feel like I've worked for years on a show that's almost made it its business to do that <laughs> weekly. But um, Weekly I stock mobbing. Have I done any personally? Oh, well, we did a great... We did some, we did some grass racing. There's an item where the presenters bought large sort of 80s coupes so i watched James that next that was, was that autocross or was it no it wasn't autocross we just we just borrowed a field and drove round and round it <laughs> was, jeremy had a toyota had a mitsubishi starion oh did he yeah because i remember this was years ago and i i i, I rang his house like it, was, it seems weird now, but I was, I, for some reason, it was sometimes I wanted to speak to him and I knew he was at home. I just ring his house and I rang his house because I need to talk to him or something. <laughs> and his wife answered and she went, No, he's gone out to play in his starion. Really? Because it had just been delivered. Yeah, they used to, the way we used to do it was that we'd sort of, the presenters would just find cars online that, that they, they, they wanted, fancied. You know, they knew what the item was going to be. We'd have sort of prepared that and then or the office would find a list of likely candidates and they'd go I'd like that one please but then if we could we would then they they couldn't really go and buy the cars because they they back in the very early days like I think James did a couple of times but but they couldn't really it wasn't so easy because they were off the telly and that so yeah you've got to do the deal before they see your face yeah exactly yeah so uh then the researchers would go and get, collect the car, but then the presenters would either come to the office and get it, or we would drop it off at their house. And when Jeremy's starion was dropped off, he was so excited that he, in the words of his then wife, has gone out to play in his starion. <laughs> the voice she said it in was that sort of, you know, it's a voice that I'm sure oh, our bloody wives could easily replicate that kind of weary, ah, I live with a man-child and he's gone off to play. Oh, do you um, get accused of being a man-child? Sometimes, yeah, I do. Yeah. Sadly, frequently, I feel. Um, I think it is quite frequently. Yeah, he says opening another San Miguel. Hang on. <laughs> uh, I'm just. You know what I'm doing? I'm just scrolling now. I've gone back to Auto Trader just to close out that window, and I've realised that it's, if I do that thing where it's still got Toyota put in, mm. and then I go to select model, mm-hmm. the number of different models that comes up for Toyota is insane because of course there are lots of Japanese imports in this country so yeah as well as you usually get you know I go Corolla um, whatever else we've sold in this country but then you but know, you've got the all the imports a Granvia a, oh it's is a, a van yeah so it's a sort of van it's a, it's well, we've a, had this before because remember there's Previas and then there's imported Previas which are called Estimas or Aminas or Enemas Estimas and Enema well, it sounds like is it Emina or not Enema? Emina, I think it's Emina. I want to say E M I N A Toyota E M I N. Yeah, Toyota Estima Emina. Is that really what it's called? Oh my gosh, let's have a look. That doesn't sound right, does it? Yeah, it is. I Toyota Isis. What? That's another one of these. It's a van with a. Oh my god! A this Toyo- is one of these. A Toyota Isis. 
So is it ISIS? But this is one of these ones, you know, like all the Japanese car makers, or a lot of them seem to make cars, like factory cars that are suitable for wheelchair users. So they have the, where the, the seat, you know, a seat will actually sort of swing out on an arm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you can go from your wheelchair to the car seat. Yeah. And it'll then <clears throat> swing you in. I had it on the London taxi the other week when I borrowed one of those. Ah. And my daughter thought it was brilliant that she opened the side door and then the chair would swing out. <laughs> you know, it's the perfect for when you're trying to film cars moving along. The cameraman like can just a, go like out. A tra- and the- <laughs> like a tracking seat. Yes, it is. It ah. just swivels you out and puts you right in the danger of the road. <laughs> And then you can get the shot and then swivel back in again. <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. Listen, who needs a fal- who needs like to commission some sort of high end falconry vehicle when you could just use a disabled access chair and then you just sit on that, strap yourself in, get your shotgun loaded, boom, swing out, take a shot, swing back in. Damn. No, hang on, that's not falconry. You don't. They're not oh no, you don't do. You. Sorry, I've got the sport completely wrong. You're thinking of like pheasant shooting. I'm thinking of shooting egg or grace or something like that. Grace, <laughs> grace shooting. Shoot some grace. There is a Toyota Estima Amina. It's, I mean, I mean that's uh, that's a tongue twister. I'm just I'm just scrolling down this list and it's like there's so much es- that I haven't I haven't heard of. Estima Amina. Estima. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, that's, that was um, a Beach Boys song that I found quite disappointing. Cocomone. Is that what it was called? Yeah, I think we mentioned this last time, didn't we? About about the Beach Boys. Isn't basically it being bad? Is that a bad Beach Boys song? Because uh, there's a lot of Beach Boys I love. I, I don't mind it, but it's obviously it's not. You know, it's not up there with I don't know, God only knows or something as absolute stone cold Beach Boys classic. Yeah, but it is. It's I don't know. It's all right. It's no, um, it's no little deuce coupe, is it? Let's face well, it. Well, well. What a, no. I wonder if the Beach Boys did the equivalent of little deuce coupe today. What would it be? What would be classed as a? I well, unless see, you no, did. I have a problem. Unless have a you did an influencer song. kind of stuck car. Now I'm not breaking babes so don't put me down. But I've got a brand new supercar on HP, and I'm going to wrap it. <laughs> I'm going to change the colour of the calipers. Done. <laughs> Uh, a little douche coupe. Oh, there we go! Oh my gosh! You see, I have a problem with this. That song is that because juice. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, means two, doesn't it? No. And I think uh, drop a deuce in American slang can mean going for a number two. 
Can it? I didn't yeah, know that. It's, it's like a juice. Just let me know if you, it's from a movie, isn't it? So you just let me know if you're going to drop a juice. <laughs> so I didn't. I didn't, a, I didn't know that. It's in a film. And and um, if any Americans are listening, so, can you confirm this? Yeah, maybe someone someone could someone who's informed it. in this deuce related because yeah, I just American. think of it as forty forty in tennis slang. Oh yeah, it but is, they also it? refer to Chevy like in Gangster World six deuce Impala, which I thought was a sixty four Impala, but maybe it's a six two because the sixty two is an iconic shape too. Sixty two, sixty three, sixty four are the Impalas to have. All right, I've just uh, I've just done Urban <clears throat> Dictionary fall back in these things drop a juice mm-hmm. pinch a loaf take a dump of course pinch a loaf what a wonderful term yeah you know how urban dictionary sometimes they like to then they'll, they'll they'll you know put the put the word into or the phrase into context with a sentence yes and the context here in this first entry is i just dropped a massive juice in the urinal <laughs> in the urinal <laughs> i know so um, nobody would do charming. that nobody would do oh, it i don't know someone once did it in the loose near um an office that I worked in, like the nearest loo. No, he didn't. One of my colleagues went in one morning. He got in early, which is all the more weird. And there was just a, there was a, a well, a juice <laughs> into one of the, into one of the urinals. He Why had to bring, it? you know, building services. Why would anyone make a cable in the the trough for the wee? Like well, also because it's like there you, were two cubicles and there were also other loos nearby. It was a well-stocked building. Or did someone so go that was in? Obviously, a statement that was they was doing. Making that was a some kind poo of, statement, mm, wasn't it? What were they saying? I don't. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know what they were saying. They were making a, to, a chocolate eel. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> What's that all about? You can't go to so much effort. You can't go to so much effort to shit in that, a urinal. I'll be honest, what? that was my first thought. My thought was, <laughs> now, logistically, that is challenging. Oh, it's too much, Rich. It's too much. Really? Because I, I could see that you would attempt such a thing, but actually the, your, you would end up just dry. It would fall into your own underwear. <laughs> Stop it. I think Stop the very it. definition of what you might call a self-own. Oh gosh! <laughs> uh, anyway, so there we go. Um, where, uh, what were we talking about? Does it matter? I, oh. I don't know. Uh, we're talking. You sent me. You sent me another message last week <laughs> and said, "Remember, to, you said you were watching Star Wars. Remember to ask you about that." Oh, sugar! Did I? <laughs> I love reading your WhatsApp messages back to you because I have no recollection of it's them. Like, yeah, it's like there, there's another Johnny Smith in my phone that I'm just getting messages Ask from. Ask me about... Well, I see, I watched Star Wars with the kids because they wanted to. Oh, I know what it is. Guys, it's just it's just flicked back into my head. I've only had one and a quarter San Miguel's. I, um... When I got dragged to the cinema to watch the first Star Wars when it had been digitally re-released and remastered, which I think was about 21 years ago, would it have been? About that? Something like that. Was it about the Millennium Era? I think so. Yeah. Anyway, I went back to... Yeah, I went back to Somerset to see my friends and stuff for the weekend, and they'd a a few of them have booked tickets to go and watch it, because obviously it was a big deal. I didn't particularly have the heart to tell them I wasn't interested in Star Wars. Um, and I was just happy to see them because I hadn't seen the boys for a while. It was just nice to catch up. However, 
I remember within about 20 or 25 minutes of being in the cinema, I'd completely fallen asleep. And this time around, when the kids watched it last week, uh, no, not last week, but three nights ago, um, I, I think I managed about 45 minutes in and then I fell completely to sleep. So I, I don't have any interest in Star Wars. I, I can't get interested in it. There's no car chases in it. I think it's actually way more lame than people realise. However, all right, and this is the crucial thing, the reason why I wrote that WhatsApp is not because I was going to slag Star Wars off because I know I'm going to get shot down because I'm very much in the minority and that's fine. However, going to see that digitally remastered Star Wars thing because I wanted to drink or maybe we'd gone to the cinema, f uh, the, the, the pub first, which perhaps is why I f fell asleep in the cinema. Is my mate Greasy Mark who worked at a um, at a scrapyard in Somerset? Greasy Mark said, "I'll pick you up in the van." And then my my other friend looked at me, and went, "Oh yeah, okay, if you, all right, okay, if you have to." And I thought, "What's the van? I don't remember the van." He pulled up in the van, and it was a Mark II Escort van, mm. which had been hand painted black hammerite. And it turns out that it was going to be weighed in in the scrapyard, and he couldn't bear to. This was a while ago now. He couldn't bear to, so he he, he put it to one side, built an engine out of a load of scrap, which was a pinto, like a hot pinto, on some very large mm. carbs. He put two, uh, like you know, like futons. He had two futons in the back. You know the sort of thing that you leave out for the dustman? The ones that are always in your kind of first house share. Like two of those. Yes. Yeah. And I, I remember going to Star Wars, uh, having the most fun, going sideways around every roundabout because it was wet, in this Pinto-engined, hand-painted kind of kidnap wagon, <laughs> flat out. And then all I remember now, whenever I see Star Wars, is that it is not as much fun as driving in Greasy Mark's van. <laughs> That's it. So... That I think that's why I might have WhatsApped you to say I just I don't know I just found it underwhelming, Rich. I, th I feel like we should move on because I, I'm worried that people are going to be like, you can't say that about Star Wars. It's so good. It's just not my bag. You've just reminded me of my mate Duncan, who um, has never seen uh, Reservoir Dogs because when we went to the cinema to see it, Duncan is very squeamish about blood and. Uh, if you, you remember about that film, there's quite a bit of blood. Mm. Actually, no, am I thinking of Pulp Fiction? Pu no, it was Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs, there's, there's, there's ear cutting and there's... Uh, yeah, but hang on, which is the one... That's terrible, <clears throat> I can't remember this now. Which is the one where he's in the back of the car and he's writhing around... That's Pulp, Pulp Fiction. Because he goes over a speed ramp, doesn't he, and shoots somebody. No, that's that's oh different. God. That's when they go to get Harvey Keitel with his uh, NSX comes out and gives them some really, really bog standard, obvious advice about cleaning up the car. What like just using but, really good antibacterial, wearing yeah, gloves. Just, just give it a good wipe. Just give it a good wipe. I tell you what, the, cover it with rugs. The Harvey Keitel character was he called the Wolf? Yeah, Winston Wolf, isn't it? I think yeah. Wolf, yeah. Do you know? Like, I love the fact that the, the, there's been those TV adverts, insurance adverts, with him featured mm. in it. But of course, he doesn't drive an NSX because no. I think when those adverts started out, the NSX hadn't made a comeback. So he drives a GT86, and I feel like, oh, that's such a B-side NSX, isn't it? Yeah. Also, there's something that's irritating only if you're a real car nerd in one of those ads, which is that. 
the um the plate the back plate has been sort of crudely bolted to the bottom of the back bumper rather than where it should be between the back lights yeah and i think they did it purely because they wanted the shot to start sort of low Lower. shot neatly framed on the plate so it's one of those ones where classic just looks like some kind of some kind of director wank dictates something else that makes it wrong and um uh, yeah and then the car drives away and it's like you can see that the plate's in the wrong place and you just go eh. um, so it just looks like a, a sort of hastily imported GT86 of which yeah. which actually went <laughs> off sale was it this week I think it uh, did it officially last week or the week before yeah yeah last so, week they stopped making it two or three weeks ago yeah, so maybe yeah. even more but so I think there's a new one coming though isn't there I think there is yeah and sh- so should we should we dedicate this podcast to the GT86 mm. do you feel like we should do that I'm not going to dedicate it, like it to it. the BRZ. Why not? Because it shouldn't have ever happened. I don't. Well, there's no well, point. Then the to that car. wouldn't have happened, surely, because they had to sort of have the yeah. But like Subaru just hand holding. Subaru just shouldn't have done it. It, it just. <laughs> it was a more expensive car, and it didn't look as good. So what was the point in uh, that? GT86 is way nicer. I, it's just a bit more simple and cheaper. It's just a win-win. Was it cheaper? Yeah, it was cheaper. Was it? GTA, the Toyota okay. was cheaper than the... Well, it was in the UK. It might not have been in the States. Yeah. but um, I don't remember. It was a nice car, that though, wasn't it? It was a nice car, although... Oh, it was a feel-good car. It was engaging. Old-school driving vibes. And I think that was that all ticked lots of boxes. And I, I like the layout of the interior from memory. I quite like the way the controls and the cabin were. But I always found it very confusing that they would choose the flat four scoob scoobleru engine as the partner for the drivetrain but never ever ever offer a turbo option because all super yes. all Subaru flat fours without turbos are boring so why would you then put the flat four in that and never ever option a uh, um have the option of a turbo that just seems like a massive like trip up and land on your face to me uh i suppose or am i just getting a bit star wars about it well it would have changed the character of the car wouldn't it so um yeah but modern modern turbos are good yes they are i mean i suppose okay the engine sounds different the induction sound is different you don't Mm. get you don't it's not that that. i mean it's more than just sort of you don't get the inhalation they, they wanted it to feel sort of light on its feet and revy and you don't need to rev a turbo engine because it's giving you the torque lower down well you could have a so lying rev different. counter well you just have a lying rev counter it's not against the I law but that's the one the gt86 had this um uh feature where it would beep as you got towards the red line but you could go into the oh me 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 yeah and it was just a beep single beep I think from memory but you could go into the settings and move the point at which it beeped and and you could move it like down to sort of 2,000 revs or something <laughs> or could 3, you? 3,000 yeah so I was sitting in traffic and I think you could only do it when you were stopped so I moved it as I was sitting at some traffic lights then we set off <laughs> it's like every gear shift it was like beep no i don't want it to stop beeping we're only doing two and a half thousand reps sure. i couldn't switch it again till we stopped that's like that's a sort happened. of forget now like i just remember going you idiot why have you done that to yourself that's like a rough sex safe word isn't it <laughs> so the G- the gt86 had its own rough sex safe word which was the beep do you know um i since i'm still on a toyota 
setting on um, Auto Trader. Oh just gosh, looked, please! Just look for GT eighty sixes, and they're sort of the cheapest one on here at the moment. Is um, eight grand? Wow! And I sort of feel like they, I, for some reason, if they're going to go up, I would have. They're going to go up. I thought they'd have been cheaper because they've been out for ages. This is a two thousand and twelve car, and it's got one hundred eleven thousand miles on it. Well, that's born um, to drift, isn't it? That's going to end up stripped out on a, a track near I you. I suppose so. It's been. It looks to me. Yeah, it's got. Oh my god, it's got some aftermarket wheels on it that look too big, they're too wide. They're, they're standing proud of the arches. I don't think I would buy this car, even for eight grand. Well, I mean, eight grand still seems like quite a lot to me. But yeah, I'm not enjoying this. It's it's been monkeyed with. I think. Let's have a look at the inside. Yeah, I think they are going to okay. be. They are going to be. They are going to be classics. I know they've already got a good a good following, but um. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I, they sort of have, haven't they? But that's the thing. If you want one, you want one that you kind of you know. If you're not interested, you're never going to sort of become interested in them. I think. No, they're just sort of there, aren't they? There's another one for just over eight thousand pounds that looks a bit more decent. And then there's a couple of cat. There's a cat S one and a cat C one. And then you're into the nine grand. So they're quite, yes, I mean, they, they were not mega pricey new, were they? I think you could get one for like 22 or something yeah, when they yeah. came out. So, And these are all 2012 cars. So, hmm, they sort of held their value. Maybe it's time to buy an early one. I have to say, the rev. Mm. you've just reminded me, the rev counter in my um, in my Dodge, which is aftermarket, um, it's a, a Mallory, I think. Um, you have a shift light. A Penny Mallory? Yeah, it's Penny Mallory. She, she makes fantastic tacos, um, <laughs> which is not a John Peel session, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic taco. Um, but yeah, you, you again, there's a little knob which you can turn to adjust the, the rev limit yeah. for, for cars that are way more powerful than my Dodge. Um, but it has a light as well. So I, I sometimes, when I'm bored, I, I turn the shift light to like... 2200 rpm so it's just constantly coming on so it feels like if you were maybe it's like watching fast and furious in mute so you can't hear how low revving the engine is because i'm not really doing any i'm sort of taxi driver gear changes as my brother calls it Mm. have you ever noticed how have you ever noticed how quickly a taxi driver will shift from first to second when they're pulling away incredible incredible i mean the car is bogging Um, so badly the engine mounts are just twisting like gummy bears poor thing um, Car. Just for completeness, I've looked up. Um, You're still on Toyota. On, on no, I've moved on to BRZs now. The cheapest uh, cheapest BRZ is is eight thousand nine hundred pounds, and it has some weird aftermarket wheels on it, and it's Category S. So it's just had um, a smash. Well, it's what has happened to it here? Uh, it's had four owners. It's only got 24,000 miles on it, though. Four owners um, and 24,000 miles. I'll smell a dirty rat. Yeah, that doesn't... Don't you? What have they all done? Yeah, just something... stood at it and touched themselves yeah. whilst polishing it? Come on, what's happened? So, I don't what's know. What's the story? It's whiffy, isn't it? And then the next one is 11,395 pounds, so it's quite a jump there. So they're not they're not bargain yeah. basement, despite the fact they're nine, no, the nine years old. The are really expensive, because this is like 2013 BRZ. Is um is eleven thousand three hundred ninety five quid, and then the next one is fourteen nine nine four, basically fifteen grand for a four, fourteen plate car. Crikey! 
I've got, I've got, I've got a question for you. Hmm. If you had to, this is a this is a sort of nineties. We're going back to um, Harry's UK <laughs> garage here. <laughs> Actually, we're bum, going a bit bit. Bum, bum, bum. Hello. Bum, bum, bum. We're going back to be actually before that, probably. If you had to, would you wear a Kenwood or a Technics jacket? And and the, as a bonus ball thrown in, if if you had to, you could choose if you wanted to a five 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 blue puffer jacket. If you had, <laughs> if you had to go out, if you had to, go, <laughs> if you had to go out in one of them, like on a big night, big night out, fat night out, you go Kenwood Kenwood Systems, Technics, or five five five. We we get we're gonna choose. I'm going Technics. Are you? Yeah. What you sound surprised. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, th- I had a little hunch that you'd go for a five-five-five, but um, I think you've no. picked right. I think you've picked right. I don't. I'd like the Technics one. Okay. And if you, as soon as you put the jacket on, really, what should you be driving? A Technics jacket. Yeah. Um, you've put your Technics jacket on. Okay. You've probably got a couple of cheeky CDs in the inside pocket. Maybe some Rizzlers, but we won't go there. What are you going to drive? I, mean, I, I was going to say, um, I think, I was, would a DJ wear a Technics jacket? But I sort of feel like they wouldn't. They might go na- uh, naf-naf. Would they go naf-naf or would they go... Um, yeah, I think that someone who wears a Technics jacket wants to be a professional DJ, but is not. And did Technics um, ever officially make the jackets? That was one question I always <laughs> saw. Did someone just start shouting them out? Because Technics might have made more money from puffer jackets than actual turntables. In the same way that there could be a statistic somewhere that Kenwood, Kenwood are like, oh, well, between the between between 1991 and 1994, we made three times more money from polyester jackets than we did food mixers, <laughs> audio equipment. <laughs> Isn't there a real example of this? That I love. There's a company that that made a lot more from the sort of spin-off, the merch kind of thing, and I can't remember what it is. Maybe I'm imagining. It's probably it. Ferrari. Ah, uh, well, yes. I mean, I don't know. Ferrari. I mean, they rebadge anything, don't they? Really? Yeah, they. It's been they, some appalling are they stuff. Still, are they still doing that? Because I haven't looked recently. I sort of imagine that they are. In the UK, I don't know how many people would buy that kind of stuff, but in certain other countries, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's some really thick sort of like paedophile laptops that are rebadged. I don't know. Uh, they did used to do like big red laptops. They did. They, they I did. Yeah. I, by the way, when I say paedophile, I don't really mean that. I mean just probably pervert laptops. But um, yeah, pest, pest laptops. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what the... Pesty laptops. Pesty laptops, yeah. Um, yeah. I just went on eBay and tried to look up Technics uh, bomber oh, jackets. Oh, did you? Can you still buy them? Yeah, no, it doesn't look like it. It's a bit disappointing, isn't it? Can I just say, if we ever do any merchandise, Rich, can we do a Smith & Sniff Technics jacket? It'd <laughs> <laughs> just be oh, amazing. Hold the phone. Have you found one? They sell them on Amazon. Oh, no, wait, they don't. It's sold out. Currently unavailable. Oh, piss off! You've, yeah, you've gone. You take. You just did, since like two thousand and two. You just did what DJs um, do. You take the crowd out and then you drop them straight down, and that's what I you really just did. did. Yeah, yeah, that was a drop right there. Oh my god! It's not. It's this absolutely classic. jacket. You're, I'm going to ask you what colour do you think the lining is on this Technics jacket? <laughs> Lime green. Oh, it's good. Is it acidic orange? Is it? 
Yeah. Oh, we're getting close. Technics jacket. It's a, I mean, it's a satin. It's a satin bomber jacket. It claims to be made to military specifications because. I mean, <laughs> what I've, do you I've, mean? I've met a few people who've been in the military over the years, and I, I know they always say that they they want technics written across the back <laughs> of their fatigues. So. I, they're they're out, you know, doing those really intense survival war games where you're camping rougher for eight days. And uh, you know nothing but like a sachet of soup in your in your back pocket and you know, a, a tub of butter or something and you've got. <laughs> and 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 your military issue is white Reebok classics and a black Technics jacket and you're out. <laughs> <laughs> Situation's getting pretty bad, sir. Okay, send in the Technics squad. <laughs> Um, I, I've got a hopeful feeling that somebody listening this, listening to this, will know somebody that has a Technics jacket, or might know someone that worked at Technics or works at Technics. And I want some statistics of sales. But what if did they really sell the jackets or not? Can I just read you the reviews for this uh, <laughs> yes, sadly now unavailable jacket on Amazon? <laughs> the first review, five stars. And um, it's it's from a user uh, called Sony, mm. and uh, they say really good price for a genuine DMC jacket. Arrived in perfect condition, regular fit, and nice Technic stitching on the back. Is that I true? A, yeah, hang on, it gets better. Last sentence is: I am a DJ, and this is definitely not a fake. I am a DJ. Yeah, it's, it's, DJs can spot fake clothing from miles off. Let. Okay, I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit shocked. Is this a, a what they call like a college frat jack- jacket? You know, with the white sleeves and the black body, or is no, this? No, it's no, a proper it's puffer. Silken. It's it's silken, a silken puffer. It's just a real deal. F- well, they, they refer to it as a flight jacket, but I think you know the type. You, it's <laughs> you go, oh, it's one of those silky yes. bomber style. Um, review two, four stars, as expected. It goes on to say, classic bomber jacket, waterproof <laughs> and very warm. <laughs> well, because he's been out. I mean, do you imagine a two-day rave? You've clearly not taken enough food and drink and definitely not enough clothing. It's just you, the trainers, the bomber jacket, the keys to your BMW E36, and that's it. There <laughs> may be a few mysterious pills that you found. Oh, halcyon days. I feel like we should do a, you know, like um a tombola a tombola of 90s jackets and you should just you roll a tombola before we get too excited about the Technics jacket there's one final review here and it's a little more damning oh Uh, it's from L.S. Larkham is the user he sounds like a DJ L.S. Larkham yeah he's L.T.J. Bookham's nemesis Immediately after the show, uh, we'll have uh, L.S. Larkham over here taking you through the night with some UK garage hits. Um, L.S. Larkham has given the Technics bomber jacket just two stars. Now, I'm going to read their review in full, OK, so just bear with me a minute. I nearly blew out uh, San Miguel all over the mic. <laughs> OK, L.S. Larkham's review for the Technics bomber jacket. OK. Is that it? That's what it says. It just says okay. It just says okay. How many stars? Two. Oh shit! Now, Ellis Larkham's two-star review is is flagged as a verified purchase. Um, different. Who said it was a classic bomber jacket? Yes. Four-star review, verified purchase. Uh, Mister Sony, who says I am a DJ and this is definitely not a fake. Uh, he, in <laughs> fact, that, 
<laughs> I've just realised it doesn't say definitely. It says, I am a DJ, and this is defiantly not a fake. So oh, do, he's defi- changes the meaning slightly. <laughs> defiantly. Um, but he, he, he or she uh, is not a verified purchaser. They could be talking shit. Uh, they wow. could just try to talk up the jacket for some reason. And then there's a review in Italian as well, which I can't read because I don't speak Italian. But... Uh, oh, I can translate it to English. Look, they think of everything. But I'm sure it's very... Can I ask you an honest question? If, if someone mm-hmm. our age... I know, I know a lot of... I know fashion is cyclical. If there's a lot of 90s, which is back, I know, late 80s, early 90s, a lot of rave-era music getting another mm. look in. But if I was to go out and buy a Technics jacket tomorrow... And just mm. wear it. <laughs> would you? Would you rip the piss out of me, or would you go? That's actually all right because it's been. T- I'm going to say no because I want you to do this. Well, it's, it's basically thirty years. It's, it's a thirty-year thing, isn't it? Could be quite life-changing in a way. Mm. I mean, bear in mind that it's, it's sort of like when they go, bear in mind that the value of your home may go down as well as up. That, that life-changing can mean for the worse. Oh yes, it can. When they you say know, like, like, yeah. Winning two million pounds, life changing. Losing a foot, also life changing. Yes, it's not necessarily. Yeah. You know, you don't know which direction the life changing is going in. But try the Technics jacket, and we'll find out. Were there any other uh, popular jackets around that era, the early nineties, Halcyon rave time? I mean, I used to see so many. I remember. I remember a couple of my mates had Kenwoods. A couple of my other mates had Technics. Um, one of them had, um, was it Dreddy? Might have had a Dreddy jacket. I never had any of the jackets. No. But I went big yeah. in the late 80s with the the, the camp, Capri, Campri ski jacket. I had a Campri ski, and it was amazing. <laughs> Do you remember those? <laughs> they were amazing. Oh, Great jacket. I felt so proud of it. I used to put the Campri ski on... And get my radio control monster beetle out, blast it up and down the street, or take it to local park. Had the fluorescent body shell on, had the fluorescent sleeves on the Campri ski. I mean, magical days, pre-internet, brilliant. I could talk about jackets all day, but yes, I think yes, we you probably could. should sort of wrap this up. I mean, if you do have any reminiscences about. Uh, Technics jackets, jackets we've known and loved, particularly Technics ones. Or if you have a Technics jacket that you would like to sell to Johnny, then please do get in touch. Smith and Sniff at gmail dot com. Yeah. Um, and if you're feeling generous, pop to our Patreon, where you can also message us uh, offers of various. Can you pay, pay, pay us from the please from the noughties. pay us in jackets? But we only accept jackets, nothing yeah. after nineteen ninety six. Accept the jackets. Um, in the meantime, I have three things to tell you. One, Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called The Late Break Show and has many uh, interesting videos upon it. Two, I'm trying to hawk various books. One of them's called Boring Car Trivia Volume 2 by Sniff Petrol, available exclusively on Amazon as an ebook or a paperback. And three, popular DIY store B&Q stands for Block and Quail, named after founders Richard Block and David Quail. I didn't know that. But you do now. Wow, yeah, I do know that now. That's brilliant. Being cute. All right, well. <laughs> Massive. I was a bigger fan of home base. Maybe they should set up some competing jackets. <laughs> by Steve Home and Chris Base. Yes. Um, anyway, well, that's that then, isn't it? Um, thank you ever so much for listening, and we will uh, be speaking more of this sort of thing same time next week. Until then, goodbye. Bye-bye.
I like the bass, 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 bass. I like the buttery biscuit bass. I can imagine he probably has a Cambridge accent. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.